Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. I am Deep Geek, and I will be your host for this episode. This episode is a first for Hacker Public Radio, as it is the start of a new in-depth series on lightweight applications. But what makes this one a first is that it is going to be the first in-depth series which is open to all contributors to Hacker Public Radio. If you want your episode to be part of this series, just tell our administration when you submit your show. Why did I make the effort to find out we could do this with our software? Well, one of the things that fascinates me is the question, how can we make our boxing go even faster? One solution is lightweight applications. Just like the risk architecture of computers goes faster, because the processors do less, so, to do, so too can we choose our applications so that we use smaller, less functional apps that load faster and do their thing faster. What will make this series so interesting, and what I hope happens, is when others who like their boxing to just be more zippy use this series to create a dialogue. It should become an interesting spin on our already great practice of giving software reviews. So, lightweight applications. First off, is a relative term. <clears throat> when I was on Windows and went from Internet Explorer to Opera, I was going to a lightweight alternative. Now that I am a Linux guy, and I have a billion web browsers to choose from, I keep picking smaller and faster ones. Also, my favorite Linux, Debian, handles dependency packages in a very narrow way. So if I leave Conqueror, which is KDE's web browser, because it depends on some daemon process that takes time to start, and go to Firefox, it is a move to a more lightweight application. If I go from Firefox to Dillo, I can do this again. It's creating quite an odd effect for me. I find all the people around me talking about how much time the suspend feature on their computer saves them and boot time. And I just get confused because I just redid my system again and I now boot in about 30 seconds. Of course, my tastes run a little spartan and I don't expect all around me to adopt my extreme practice. But I would just love to hear of people doing similar things on their boxes. But I, didn't, I don't come here tonight to review web browsers. Tonight, it is email, namely the Sylphid Clause email client. So my first Linux email was Kmail, because I never liked GNOME. I went there first. And it was great, rich, full-featured client. But it took forever to kick off. I felt like clicking on the Kmail icon took as long as turning on my system. The reason for this was that it has heavy dependencies within the KDE environment. So I began researching email. I'm not sure if it was on Wikipedia that I read it, but I heard of this odd email client called Silfeed that was started in Japan by a group of computer people who did not appreciate HTMLized, or as it is sometimes called, enhanced, email. So I decided to try this. Turns out it was a great little client. It was a lot like using the old Forte Agent Newsreader and email software in its layout and way of handling things. So I immediately fell for it. But it was not agent. It was all about email. And as I got into it more, I found that it had some other great features that appealed to me. For one thing, it stores email in the Unish Mailder format. Well, Kmail uses Mailders, which Mailders. It's a shortening of the word mail and directories. Mailder. 
It was more of a KDE interpretation of mail dares, with their own special weird indexing of messages. Sylphid clause does put a few add files in its mail dares, but you can also have the Unish program procmail directly add messages into its directories, and it will handle it fine. I immediately wrote a whitelisting script for procmail. Now when mail comes in, if procmail recognizes the from address, it puts the mail in my regular queue, which my window manager's taskbar recognizes, and I get a beep and an icon by the clock in my system tray. If it is unrecognized, it goes into a subfolder called suspect that I check much, much later. You may be able to dream of some cooler applications yourself. Also, and the basics of this program are, of course, an address book and a bunch of effective export and import functions, along with other things nobody would want to be without, like SSL support for email. But please don't think that this program is just this little basic email program with very few dependencies, because it isn't. It has plugins, so you can extend it to do just the functions you want. My first plugin was the Themes plugin. There is nothing better for me than a little zippy application that looks great. Then I used the Newsreader plugin, I didn't stay the course with that one, as it was not as well suited for binaries as it was for text-based newsgroups. The RSS feed aggregator is a favorite. I particularly like to get the Doc Dropper articles as they are published, right there with my emails. There are tons of other plugins, too. To see them all, check out the clause-mail.org webpage. Here's a quick list of some of the highlights. HTML viewers for both Dillo and GTKHTML2. PDF viewers. Attachment detachers. Bayesian filtering. A Perl extension, so you can write your own filters in Perl. Synchronization with Windows CE devices. And an Outlook Evolution vCalendar plugin. So check it out. Perhaps you too will like it. Feedback is always welcome. You can email me at hpr at deepgeek.us. Today's Geek Tidbit. Let's have a geek haiku from Jim Griffith. No keyboard present. Hit F1 to continue. Zen Engineering? Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.